From New York City, we bring you Chapter 10 in the Chronicles of River's End. The star of the show, Gene Hersholt, in his greatest of all roles. The title of the show, Dr. Christian. The sponsor of the show, the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. The makers of Vaseline preparations again present their show from the Columbia Playhouse in New York, where our star, Gene Hersholt, is enjoying a brief holiday between pictures. It's the gayest season in years in New York. Theaters, restaurants, and nightclubs are thronged with smart society, visiting celebrities, and a large and appreciative college crowd. Vaseline hair tonic enjoys great popularity among these holiday merrymakers because it can be used to groom the hair in record time. Actually, it takes about 30 seconds for the boys to brush it on and smooth the stubborn locks into place, and even less time for the girls who like that halo look under the lights to spray it on with an atomizer. Vaseline hair tonic comes in two sizes, priced at 40 and 70 cents. The 40-cent bottle will provide six to ten weekly scalp massages in addition to daily grooming. These scalp massages, by the way, should be given before each shampoo to ensure scalp health and thorough cleansing. For today's story of Dr. Christian, we take you to the River's End Light and Power Plant. It's six o'clock on New Year's Eve and snowing hard. Two men on the day shift are preparing to leave. Hurry up and get your coat on. I'll give you a lift. I'm driving around by your place. Thanks, but I'm going to supper at Dave Fenton's. I guess there'll be quite a bit of celebrating going on tonight. Well, Dave's got something to celebrate for. Any guy who was out of a job as long as he was. (laughs) I guess that's right. I never saw a fellow so tickled to go to work. Are you all ready, Sam? Yep, all set, Dave. And plenty hungry. Well, it won't be long now. You coming, Alan, or are you going to help out the night crew and work tonight? Not me. I ain't going to work anymore till next year. Say, it's commencing to snow in earnest, isn't it? Yep, looks like we're going to have a real old-fashioned New Year's. Boy, this is great. You're going to have it. I'll be half an hour driving home in this storm. Pretty soft for you, Dave, living right across the road from the plant. <laughs> By the time you get that jalopy of yours thawed out and started, we'll be halfway through supper. Well, so long. I'll see you tomorrow. So long, Alan. Happy New Year. Same to you. Happy New... Dave! Look out! Look out! They got him. He's hit. He never made a sound. He's killed. Dave! Dave, speak to me! Dave! Is he breathing? I can't tell. It's so dark. Can you feel his heart? Can't tell a thing. Darn that guy. He never even stopped. Never mind that. Give me a hand with Dave. We've got to get him into his house. How did it come to hit him? Oh, it happened so blame fast. The fellow kind of skidded into him. Jammed him up against your car. Lord, how quick a fellow's life can be snuffed Quit out. talking and get a hold of his ankles. Okay. I got him. Take it easy now. Easy, boy. He's just like a log. You suppose it's any... I hurt? don't know. As soon as we get him into the house, we'll phone Dr. Christian. This is Dr. Christian. An accident? Where? Well, does he seem to be badly hurt? Oh, he's unconscious. Yes. Dave Fenton. Sure I know him. Yes, I see. A car, you say? Well, did you recognize it? Or where's Dave now? Yes, yes, about five minutes. Yes. Tell Mrs. Fenton to loosen his clothes, but don't move him. Yes, I'll be right out. (laughs) 
seems like hours. What's Dr. Christian doing in there so long, Sam? Well, I don't know, Miss Benton. Why doesn't he come out and, and tell us? Oh, well, now, don't take on so. Everything will be all right now that Dr. Christian is here. Oh, but Dave, he hasn't moved a set of words. Well, Dave will pull through all right. You don't mean that? You're just trying to... Why, sure I mean it. Dr. Christian's a wonderful doctor. He'll bring Dave around. You wait and see. Even if he does, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay sick bills? And what's going to become of Dave's job? They'll have to put someone in his place. And how do I know Dave will get it back? Well, the main thing now is for him to get well. Yes, if he does. How could the driver of that car be so cruel? How could he do this to us? Oh, how, how is he, Dr. Christian? There's no change, Mrs. Fenton. Oh, Sam, there's no use in your staying any longer. I don't mind, Dr. Christian, if I can be of any help. No. You want to long home and get your supper. All right, Doctor. Oh, there's one thing you might do. Yes? You know where Mrs. Thomas lives, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, stop in and tell her to come over here, will you? Well, sure, I'll be glad to. Well, good night, Miss Fenton. I sure hope everything works out okay. And happy new... Uh, I mean, goodbye. Good night. Goodbye, Dr. Christian. Goodbye, Sam. Sit down, Mrs. Fenton. You're tired. Dr. Christian, will... Will he get well? Well, you see, he's pretty badly hurt. He... He's gonna die? No. No, I didn't say that. Oh. He has a serious concussion of the brain. We'll have to watch it very carefully. Right now, I... Well, I can't tell what might happen. But, but there's a chance he won't get... Yes, there is. Oh, when... When will you know? Well, I, I can't even answer that. Maybe not for several days yet. I see. About what time was it when the accident happened? Oh, a little after six o'clock. They've always left the plant around six. That car swang around. Swung around the curb and hit him as he was crossing the road. Oh, they... You mean right in front of the plant? Yes. Well, was uh, Sam with him at the time? Sam and Mr. Allen. It was Mr. Allen who phoned you. Well, how soon after the accident did, uh, did, did he phone? Oh, it couldn't have been more than five minutes. You see, they carried Dave to the house here and... And Mr. Allen phoned. Well, we can be thankful there wasn't any time lost anyway. That's something. And uh, the driver of the car... He didn't stop? No. Well, he'd wish he had when they catch him. They'll never catch him. Why, well, he's miles away by this time. And what good is it if they do? That isn't going to make Dave well. No, but he'll put that driver where he belongs. A man who's careless with an automobile is just as dangerous as a man who's careless with a gun. Neither Sam nor Alan got his license number. No. Hmm. But uh, I think Alan told me he did notice it was a coupé. Yes, when they, when they brought Dave in, I, I just finished setting the table. We were going to have a little New Year's celebration on account of Dave's new job. It looked like the New Year was starting out so fine. And, and now, and now. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Look, don't let's talk about it anymore now. You go upstairs and lie down. Maybe you can get a little sleep. Oh, no. Get some rest anyway. There's someone at the door. Yes, you go ahead and I'll answer. Thank you. 
Oh, come in, Mrs. Thomas. Hello, Dr. Christian. Sam Burns told me about it. How is Mr. Fenton, doctor? Pretty bad. Oh, where's Mrs. Fenton? Upstairs, lying down. I want you to stay here with her tonight. Oh, well, I'd like to, doctor, but I don't think I can. You can't? Why? Well, Marion Brooks has given a New Year's Eve party, and I promised her I'd come over and help in the kitchen. A New Year's party? Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think a dying man and a heartbroken woman are more important than a New Year's party? <laughs> not to Marion Brooks, they aren't. Oh, come, come. Marion Brooks may be upstage, but she's not as cold-blooded as that. Well, just the same. She'd never forgive me if Nonsense. I... You call her up and tell her to get somebody else. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't dare to. Wouldn't dare to? No. Well, just because Marion Brooks is the richest girl in town isn't any reason why... Well, it isn't exactly that, but the Brookses always hire me when they need extra help, and if I disappoint Miss Marion tonight, they'll never hire me again. When it's an emergency case like this? That wouldn't make any difference to her. Oh. No, no, you don't know Miss Marion like I do. I've worked there. She walks over everybody. Can't you get Mrs. Morrow to stay? Well, she lives way out in the river road. She couldn't walk here on a night like this, and I haven't time to go out after her. I've got to make two important calls in just a little while. Well, I don't know what to say, Doctor. Well, you stay here. I'll fix it up with Marion Brooks. I'll talk to her myself. Well, if you will, of course, I'll be glad to stay. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, write these telephone numbers down. Mm-hmm. Cedar C923 and Cedar 86. Mm-hmm. Those are the two places where, I'll, where I'm going. Yes, sir. And if anything happens, you can reach me at one of the places or the other. All right, Doctor. If Mrs. Fenton wakes up, Tell her I'll be right back. Yes, Doctor. Is there anything you want me to do about him? Yes. He's here in the downstairs bedroom. I'll show you what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. But the most important, if there's the slightest change in his condition, don't wait a second. Phone. Mm-hmm. In bringing you these stories of Paul Christian, the beloved doctor of River's End, with Gene Hersholt in the title role, the makers of Vaseline preparations hope they will remind you to keep your medicine cabinet well stocked with these useful home remedies. Vaseline petroleum jelly has been the standard first aid remedy for minor cuts and burns and for skin abrasions for over half a century. And here's a suggestion that is timely at this season. If you suffer from chapped hands and feet, use Vaseline jelly to remedy the disagreeable condition. Spread it over the chapped area and work it gently into the skin. Wipe off the surplus with tissues. If you do this regularly, you will completely eliminate the discomfort of chapped skin. Vaseline jelly is made with scrupulous care, sterilized in the process of manufacture, and packed in sterilized containers. We continue our story now with a scene again laid in Dr. Christian's office. Hello? Yes, this is Dr. Christian. Oh, hello, Sam. (laughs) No, you didn't wake me up. I've just gotten back to the office. The phone was ringing when I came in the door. Yeah. Yes, I've been there all night. No, no, no change yet. Yes, Mrs. Thomas is with them. She'll call me if there's anything. Yes, I'm going back in a few moments. I'll let you know. Yes, goodbye. Happy New Year, Dr. Christian. 
question. If it doesn't sound too ghastly at this time of day. Oh, good morning, Marion Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Still partying, I see. Or is that gown... Kitty, isn't it? I practically knocked the eye out of River's End with it last night. <laughs> and you don't find it uh, too uh, warm for this balmy morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going right home and get into my ski clothes. We just finished up the party with breakfast at the coffee pot. Oh, so you celebrated here in River's End this year? Uh-huh. Have a good time? Oh, we did all right. <laughs> Not like last New Year's in Paris, though. Oh, what I dropped in for... I'm sorry I was too busy to come to the phone when you called last evening... I hope it wasn't anything too important. When I called? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, no, it wasn't important. I just left a message for you. Oh, the house was in such an uproar, I never received it. Uh, what was it? Oh, only that I borrowed Mrs. Thomas from you. Mrs. Thomas? Yes, I believe she was to help in the kitchen. Oh, yes, I remember. She didn't show up. Now, don't be angry with about it. Well, of course I can't be angry with you, Dr. Christian, for the shortcomings of a domestic... But as the woman broke her word... Oh, she didn't I... break her word. It was really my fault. Oh, that class of people are never dependable. I'll see to it that she isn't hired at our house again. Oh, no. Mrs. Thomas wanted to come, but I wouldn't let her. I needed her in a case. Is that any reason why she should spoil my party? And without even notifying me? Well, I notified you, or at least try to. You know, Mrs. Thomas is a widow and a servant... It isn't my fault she's a widow. And I'm not particularly interested in how deserving she is. In fact, I'm not interested in her at all. Marion. Well, I don't know what's happened to you. You used to be a pretty nice sort of a girl. Even if your father did spoil you a little, I thought you had the right kind of stuff in you. But ever since you came back from the school, you've been high-hatting the whole town. Well, really, Dr. Christian? Well, some of these days you're going to find out. Oh, good morning, Dr. Christian. I'm Benson of the Highway Patrol. Oh, yes. Good morning, officer. Hey, do you know whose coupe that is parked outside? The one with the damaged rear fender? Yes. It's mine. Oh, how do you do, Miss Brooks? How do you do? Miss Brooks has been driving some of their party guests home. Well, I guess I'm on the wrong trail. I've been working on that Fenton case, Doctor. You know, if they ever catch that hit-and-run driver, he'll be going up for a nice long jolt. Say, uh, how is Fenton, anyway? Well, he's still in a critical condition. Yeah. Not gonna die, is he? Well, I wouldn't want to say that, but... Because if he does, somebody will be wanted for manslaughter. Manslaughter? That's right, Miss Brooks. Maybe murder. Well, thanks, Doctor. Doctor, and uh, I'll keep in touch with you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Brooks. Goodbye. Is that the new coupe you got for Christmas, Marion? Yes. Well, it's a shame you had to smash your fender. Oh, well, what difference does it make? Money will fix it. Well, how did you happen to do it? I was driving in that snowstorm last night, and... Road was a little slippery. I put on my brakes suddenly and skidded. The back end of the coupe sideswiped a parked car. Whose? I don't know. I didn't stop to see. Hmm, it seemed to me that when you damage somebody's car, you ought to stop. Well, I had to hurry home for the party. Besides, you couldn't hurt one of those old rattle traps the workmen at the power plant used. Power plant? Yes, that's where it was parked. The snow was all caked on the windshield, and I was on the turn before I saw it, so I slammed on my brakes. You and... mean to turn in front of the power plant? Yes. They ought to fix that curve. Well, what time did this happen? Last night, about, oh, about six o'clock. Well, now that I've confessed all, I must run. Marion. Hmm? Sit down for a minute. Why? I've... What's the matter? That coupe that skidded around the curve in front of the power plant hit a man. Hit a man? Yes. Dave Fenton. It happened about six o'clock last night. 
Oh. Dave and two of the other men were standing there by a parked car. Dave stepped out onto the road and the coupé skated into him. He's lying at death's door now. Will he... Do you think he'll live? I don't know. Those other people, did they get the license number? No. But they don't need it. They know what time the accident happened and that the car was a coupé. It won't be hard to check up. Oh, but they won't suspect me. They'll never think of me. Even that policeman didn't suspect. And if you keep quiet and save the man... I don't believe I can save him, Marion. Then, if the man dies... It will be murder, Marion. And if it is, the police won't stop looking until they find the person who did it. Murder? Arrested for murder? No. No, it couldn't happen to me. I'll get out of it. I don't care how much it costs. Only... I'm afraid this is one thing money won't fix. But it wasn't my fault. I didn't see him standing there. I didn't see him. It was snowing too hard. I I thought I only skidded into the parked car. Well, you should have stopped and found out. But I was in a hurry. I didn't run away deliberately. I didn't think. And I suppose that's going to make it easier for Mrs. Fenton because you didn't think. Oh. I suppose that's going to keep Dave Fenton from dying. Just because you didn't do it on purpose. Oh, he can't die. You've got to save him. Why? To keep you out of prison? I'm not thinking only of myself. Oh, yes, you are. Of nobody but yourself. That's what's the matter with you. There's Dad. The family. What'll happen to them if I'm arrested? You've got to do something for their sake. Yes, and what will happen to Mrs. Fenton and her baby if David dies and is crippled for life? A minute ago, you said it wasn't your fault Mrs. Thomas was a widow and that you weren't interested in that kind of people. Well, now, Mrs. Fenton might be a widow, and it will be your fault. And you're going to be interested in that kind of people, whether you like it or not. How can you be so cruel? You've been a conceited, selfish little snob. You walked over everybody and gotten away with it. Now that you're going to be cold... No, no, I... come sniveling and snivelling around looking for mercy. If you'll only help me. Help me just this once. Wait. Hello? Yes, Mrs. Thomas. Yes, I'll be right out. Come on. Where... Where are we going? Well, maybe you've never seen a man who's been hit by a speeding car. Maybe you don't know, what, don't know what happens to him. Or what it is to watch him die. Oh, no. I'm going out to Dave Fenton's. And you are going with me. We go into the sick room, Miss Brooks. I don't know, Mrs. Fenton. Doctor Christian wants us to wait here. Mrs. Thomas is in there. But, but I thought he brought you along to help. No, he brought me along because, you see, my car was right outside his office, handier than his, and I drove him. I wish there weren't any cars in the world. This wouldn't have happened. And yet, if there weren't any cars, well, think what it would mean not to be able to get a sick person to the hospital in time, or. Even if Dr. Christian couldn't get here when you needed him. Oh, suppose that's right. It, it isn't the cars. It's the cruel people who drive them. People aren't cruel. Not most people. Well, then they're careless. The same thing. But accidents happen everywhere. No, not like this one. 
The man who was driving this car didn't even slow up. He went right on. He didn't even care enough to stop and see the damage he'd done. Hitting a man. Maybe killing him and driving right on. Maybe. Maybe he didn't know he'd hit a man. It was snowing last night. The driver couldn't see well. Oh, he must have known he'd hit something. No, he just didn't care. Well, you'd stop if you hit someone, wouldn't you? Well, I... But he couldn't be bothered. He was probably hurrying to some New Year's Eve party. Last night he was probably celebrating, having a good time while... while Dave was lying in there. (laughs) Oh, please don't cry. Don't. Well, Dave's worse this morning. I... I'm afraid he's going to die. Oh, no. Dr. Christian said he might. And then, then the man who drove that car will be a murderer. Dr. Christian says they'll catch him, too. He'll go to prison. Please, please don't. Oh, Oh, Doctor. Oh, Mrs. Fenton, will you get me a cup of towels? Yes, Doctor, they're in the kitchen. I'll go right in. Dr. Christian, I'm going. I can't stay here. You're going to stay right where you are. You're torturing me. I'm only showing you what's happened. Oh, if I'd only, only stop to realize. Dr. Christian. Yes? Uh, will you come here a minute? Look. I see. Hand me my stethoscope. What? That thing on the table there. Oh. Tell Mrs. Fenton and Miss Brooks to come in. And hurry, hurry. I telephone, Mary, and I'll go home with you. I thought it'd be better to phone from the office here instead of Mrs. Fenton's. I'm... I'm not going home. What? I'm going to give myself up. Tell the police. I'll phone them as soon as you've finished. Oh, no, wait. I wouldn't do that right away. Why don't you go home now? We'll have a little time to think things over, and no, then we can... I'm going to call them now. You didn't think I had the courage, but I have. Marion, do you want me to confess something? I've always thought you had the courage. I've always thought that down deep inside you was the girl who was really you. The girl you used to be. Why, you couldn't change in those few years you were away at school. It was only something you put on. Like that party dress. Oh, people must have hated me. As Mrs. Fenton will hate me when she finds out. Oh, we can talk about that later. You go home now and... Let me see the police, and I think maybe I can explain... What so I've that... done can't be explained away. Well, if you don't want me to talk to them, call up your father. He's out of town. Left for Chicago this morning. Well, then, why don't you wait? Wait till he comes home. You'll need someone to stand by you. I'll send him a wire. He can be here tomorrow. It's no use waiting. I want to get it over with. Well, there's no hurry. That was a very good sign this morning when I called you and Mrs. Fenton in. First moment Dave's been conscious since the accident. He goes on getting better That doesn't make any difference. It was my car that hit him. Dr. Christian. Yes? I... 
I have a little money of my own. Oh, I know money can't make up for what I've done, but... But I want you to see that the Fentons have everything they need. All right, Marion. Hello, Dr. Christian. Oh, evening, Miss Brooks. Oh, hello, Fenton. I was just going by on my way home. Thought I'd drop in. Say, uh, how's Dave Fenton making out? Well, he's still a pretty sick man, but I... I think he'll pull through. Well, that'll be good news for Foster. Foster? Oh, haven't you heard? He's the fellow that did it. They picked him up this morning. Oh, no. You're mistaken. Nah, we're not mistaken, Miss Brooks. We check up the whole business. But are you sure he's the one? Yeah, you bet we are. We got him in jail. But you are mistaken. Nah. There's always a lot of smash-ups on New Year's Eve. Take Jim Allen's car. He parked it in front of the power plant. I've got to tell And it was smacked twice in the same evening. Yeah. Well, so long. I'll go Wait back. Wait a minute. There's something I ought to tell you. Huh? I mean, I've got to tell you that I... Wait a minute. Did you say Jim Allen's car was hit twice? Yeah, that's right. Someone come along before the Fenton accident and banged into it. Then this fellow Foster hit it and Fenton at the same time. Foster was scared to death, but he came around this morning and gave himself up. That's a bad curve there anyway, and it... Uh, hey! Marion! I... I'm all right. Gee, for a second, I thought you were going to faint or something. I'm tired, that's all. Well, I guess there's a lot of them feeling that way today. And Foster confessed? Yeah, he was smart. Oh, uh, what were you going to say a minute ago, Miss Brooks? I was... I was going to Oh, of say... course, Benson. She was going to wish you a very happy New Year. <laughs> And for our last glimpse of River's End, we take you now to the pleasant kitchen of the Carson home on a Saturday morning when the air is fragrant with the aroma of baking cookies. Wish I could make some cookies, Mommy. Oh, some other day, Emily. I'm in a hurry this morning. But, Mommy, what are you going to do with the dough that's left? Oh, put it away in the refrigerator. But it's such a little bit of dough, Mommy. I shouldn't think that little bit of dough would be worth saving. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, there's the phone. Here, dear. Here's the dough. Thank you. Now, get your little rolling pin, the cookie cutter, and do be careful, Emily, and don't do anything. Goodness, I'll be glad when I'm tall enough to reach the table. I'll have to stand on this chair, I guess. There. <laughs> oh, are you hurt? Oh, there. There, my little girl. Well, let's see where the hurt is. Oh, don't cry, honey. Mother fixed it. I reached for the cookie cutter, and the tear just collapsed, Mommy. Oh. And my arm is all scraped. Well, let's see. Yes, it is scraped. And you bumped your knee, too. Well, thanks to Vaseline jelly, we'll soon have you all fixed up. Now, we'll spread some on here and here. And maybe we'd better put some sterile gauze over that place, too. There. Now, doesn't that feel better already? Yeah. It's a good thing you keep the Vaseline jelly right on the kitchen shelf. Isn't it, Mommy? <laughs> yes, indeed. You see, dear, that's what first aid means. Being able to apply the remedy the moment the need arises. 
And so is our parting suggestion for the day. Won't you be sure your household has a supply of Vaseline jelly ready for all emergencies on a moment's notice? Vaseline products have been used for first aid purposes for more than 50 years. During that time, they have earned the approval of doctors everywhere because they are manufactured with scrupulous care and are completely safe and harmless. So when you buy, be sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Prices mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. Gene Hersholt, who has been in New York enjoying a brief holiday and also to attend the world premiere of the new 20th Century Fox production in Old Chicago, returns to the West Coast this week. And so you'll hear next Sunday's Dr. Christian broadcast from Hollywood, California. Gene Hersholt appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparations. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.